0: Hello, my friends. This is Pastor
1: Christopher Alam again. It's good to be able to talk to you again today. And we will continue on in the subject of the Healing Ministry of Jesus Christ. And today I'm going to talk to you from... uh, We're going to start with Mark, Chapter 25, and it is the story of the woman with the issue of blood and the lessons we can learn from there. But first of all, uh, as I have always done every day, I want to share a little testimony with you of wonderful things that I have seen the Lord do in times past. And this story is from is from Malawi. I was doing a crusade in in the town of Zomba and in that town there was a young man he had been completely blind since he was a child. Well, he was not born blind, but he had become blind uh, when he was very small and and uh, and he received his sight. And what happened that he told it, he told us later that he, uh, you know, he used to go to a Catholic church and uh, and he, he used to ask the priest, why am I blind? And the priest had basically told him that this is God's will. It is the way it is. You should just accept it and not ask too many questions the, because the more questions you ask, the more it will trouble your mind, so don't even think of it. And imagine saying that to a blind person. But anyway, he came to our crusade, he heard the gospel, and Jesus touched him and he received his sight. And uh, now he went around uh, sharing his testimony. He got so much on fire for God, he went around sharing his testimony. Uh, with with people and then what happened was that he went to this small town which was close to the border of Mozambique. I forget this was so long ago I had all this written down I'd forgotten the name of the town but he had to cross go over some hills and he, he went there and he stood in the marketplace and began to testify. Now I'm not making this up this is a true story okay this has been verified by people and so what happened was that he went to this marketplace in this town it was one of the smaller regional towns with lots of villages around and everybody came to this town to buy and to sell so he stood in the marketplace and he began to preach and he actually had a couple of friends who used to go with him all the time so he began to preach and he began to tell people what jesus had done for him how god had restored his sight and and people began to gather and suddenly there was like a uh, like a uh, like a thunderclap and uh, and everybody heard a loud voice say, this was the voice that came. Nobody knew whether it came from the earth, from the heaven or it was from the earth, but a loud voice spoke so that everybody heard it, that this man is speaking the truth. Listen to what he has to say. And then a lot of people, they got frightened and they started running away. But many stayed and he preached the gospel. And many people got saved, and he he went all around that region, telling people of what Jesus had done for him, and God used him mightily. I lost touch uh, with him because I, you know, hadn't been back to Malawi for many years. But you know, but this is one of those many wonderful stories of uh, lives who were touched by Jesus and who went out preaching the gospel and God using them. And this man was mightily, mightily used by God. He won many souls for Jesus just through that one testimony of his, how God restored his sight when he was completely blind. Hallelujah. What a wonderful Jesus we serve. What a privilege it is to serve him. Anyway, let's go to our text today. And we are talking about the healing ministry of Jesus. And uh, this was this is a woman with the issue of blood. But the interesting thing is the background to this story. This is in Mark chapter five, and uh, Mark chapter five is an exciting chapter, uh, you know, in the in the ministry of Jesus because it the chapter begins with the story I told you yesterday about the demon possessed man in the Gadarenes who was delivered, and uh, and then after that it talks about Jesus was teaching, and here comes a Pharisee. Uh, he he comes, to, he comes to Jesus and he does something astounding because normally when these Pharisees would show up when uh, Jesus was speaking, uh, they were always up to something no good. But this Pharisee, he came and he, he, he prostrated himself before Jesus because his daughter was dying. He says, Master, my daughter is dying. Please come and lay hands on her that she may live. It's amazing how he had faith. In Jesus and in his hands and in the power that was in his hands. Uh, you know, the hands of Jesus are just uh, uh, full of life, full of power. He reached out and touched people with his hands and people were healed. And, um, and, and, and he tells us, we shall lay our hands upon the sick and they shall recover. And he also says in the, the scripture, Paul says, let men everywhere lift up holy hands Uh, You know, to worship the Lord. So just remember that the hands of Jesus are holy and they are full of power and full of life. And God used those blessed hands to touch the sick and they were healed. And now God wants us, our hands to be holy. So our hands can also bless people. So it is important how we we keep our hands holy and we keep our hands pure by lifting them up to worship before God and keep our hands from doing that which is evil and do only that which is good. May, may God bless your hands and in the Middle East uh, you know we talk about the hands uh, the, when, when you sit at a restaurant and the waiter serves you and you thank him by saying God bless your hands. It's a, I think it's a beautiful thing you bless people's hands. And God says, he shall bless the work of your hands. So these hands that God has given us, they, they are holy hands because God has promised to bless whatsoever we touch. Anyway, so so Jesus went with Jairus and as he was going, he was passing through this village. And in this village, there was this woman. And it says here from verse 23 in Mark 5, it says, and a certain woman, which had an issue of blood 12 years, And had suffered many things of many physicians and had spent all that she had was nothing better but rather grew worse. Now, this is interesting because this woman had suffered an issue of blood for 12 years. 12 years she had been bleeding and she was weak and emaciated and she was sick and dying. She was incurably ill. Now I remember a couple of years ago they brought this woman they actually carried her in uh, in a car then they took her out they just carried her in a blanket. This woman couldn't stand her walk and she stand or walk and she had an issue of blood for two years and anyway Jesus touched her that evening she got up completely healed but but it, I remember thinking that day, this woman was in this condition after bleeding for two years. I wonder in what condition that woman in the Bible must have been after bleeding for 12 years. So anyway, this woman, and then it says that she had suffered many things of many physicians. She had done everything she could to to get better. And she had gone to doctors, she had gone to anybody who could who had a reputation of helping people in her condition and uh, and in, and she had spent all her money and instead of getting better she gotten worse now interesting people in that kind of condition who have been ill for a long time and have done their best to get better and have only gotten worse they normally uh, they get very jaded and disillusioned when it comes to uh, people giving them any hope uh, so you know because I'm sure, you know, people like that, they normally say, ah, I don't want to go to the healing meeting because nothing ever happens to me. You know, that kind of thing, that kind of disillusionment. But this woman had a spark of faith. She, she was different. She had a spark of something left in her because she wasn't ready to give up as yet. It says for when she heard of Jesus, she heard of Jesus. She heard that Jesus was passing through her village uh, on her way. Uh, to where uh, you know the home of Jairus was in in the next town. So Jesus was on his way to the house of Jairus to raise up his daughter who was dying and she heard that Jesus was passing through. She must have heard the commotion outside and she, she must have asked somebody who's that what's happening and they said it's Jesus. So when she heard of Jesus it says she came behind in the press and touched his garment and then it tells us why she touched his garment it said for she said if i may touch but his clothes i shall be whole now what was it that propelled her to go through the crowd and touch jesus it was her faith but this is what she did with her faith the first thing it did it says she said she said something with her mouth and that word said in the greek is the word lego that means to repeatedly declare and affirm something. So she opened her mouth and she began to speak. She began to speak. She said, I will touch his garment and I shall be made whole. I shall touch his garment and I shall be made whole. I shall touch his garment and I shall be made whole. And this is very important because the woman began to speak forth her faith, whatever, you know, some people say, well, I'm believing God. No. The important thing is not whether you're believing God or not, or, or but the important thing is what are you saying with your mouth, because out of the abundance of the heart the mouth speaketh. The mouth will always speak that which the heart is full of. And if, if we are if we are people who have faith in our hearts, we speak faith. And Paul said in you know in Second Corinthians he says we have the same spirit of faith, so we believe that is why we speak. We We have the spirit of faith, so we believe and so we speak. So this woman, she believed that if she could just touch Jesus, she would be healed. So what she did, she opened her mouth and began to repeatedly, that's what the word lego means. She began to repeatedly declare, affirm and proclaim, I'm going to touch his garment and I shall be whole. I'm going to touch his garment and I shall be whole. She kept on saying it again and again because you see... You remember in Mark 4 there's a story, there's a parable of the sower and one of the kinds of ground. You know, there's the four different kinds of ground. The first kind of ground is that when the sower comes and sees the sows the seed, but then the birds of the air come and pick the seed up. that means that the evil one comes and takes the word which is in your heart so you can have your word in your heart and the devil can come with discouragement and steal that from you and the only way he cannot steal it from you steal that faith that word of faith in your heart is if you begin to speak it because God has given us a mouth to speak the word with. So speak it, speak faith, speak healing, speak life, speak blessing. I will touch his garment and I know I shall be whole. Hallelujah. She said that again and again and then she pushed her way through the crowd. Now, Now that must have been quite an ordeal for her because as you understand, she had this issue of blood and she was tired. She was worn out and she was dying. But somehow she pressed through the crowd until she touched the garment of Jesus And when she touched the garment of Jesus, the power of God went right through her and she was made whole. And then Jesus stopped. Jesus, Jesus immediately stopped because he felt that virtue or power had gone out of him you know it says the virtue virtue is the word dynamis power he says i felt the dynamis power go from me who has touched me and the disciples said lord this this whole group of people everyone is touching you what do you mean someone touched me and jesus looked around to see because he knew there's a difference between a touch and a touch of faith a lot of people were touching jesus but this woman had touched him with faith and then this woman it says she was fearing and trembling and knowing what was done in her fell came and fell down before him and told him the truth now why was she afraid you know why because she had broken the law of moses according to the law of moses a person a woman with an issue of blood whoever she touched would become unclean so they she was forbidden from touching anywhere but she broke the law of moses and touched jesus But here's the thing, you can never make Jesus unclean because the life and the virtue that is in him will overpower all the sin, the guilt, the sickness in In any man, woman or child, anybody who comes to Jesus, no matter what his disease is, what his sin is, what his failures and shortcomings are, doesn't matter what kind of darkness he is walking in. If he touches Jesus, the light and the life and the healing that is in Christ will overpower all the darkness. And that's what happened to the woman. And then Jesus turned around and he said, daughter, thy faith had made thee whole go in peace and behold of thy plague. So Jesus says, daughter, your faith has made me, made you whole. Now you can see, you can see, but I thought it was Jesus who healed her, not that her faith healed her, but it was her faith that really activated the miracle, the power of God, the virtue of Jesus was still there the Holy Ghost was there the miracle was there but she had to reach out and take it by faith but the wonderful thing it is that but what is it that caused her faith to rise up it was the presence of Jesus when she heard that it was Jesus when you hear the word of God when you hear of Jesus faith rises within you that is that is the normal way that's the way it should function that when you hear the word of God when you hear about Jesus faith should rise up within you and then you activate that faith and you touch him and he's the source of life and health and healing and of everything you know and you shall be made whole. Praise God. Anyway so after this from there Jesus continues uh, because uh, you know Jesus continues to Uh, You know, he says, daughter, your faith has made you whole, go in peace, behold of that plague. While he yet spake, as he was still speaking to the woman, there came from the ruler of the synagogue's house, certain which said, your daughter is dead. Why troubleth thou the master any further? So he had just, just finished talking to this woman when some people came from the house of Jairus and said to Jairus, he said, Jairus, don't bother the master. Your daughter is dead. It's too late. Your daughter has died. It is too late. Sorry, but it's too late. And then look at what Jesus does. As soon as Jesus heard the word that was spoken, when Jesus heard the word that was spoken by these friends of Jairus, that it's too late, the master, you can let him go. It's too late. Your daughter is dead. You know what Jesus said? He said to Jairus, be not afraid, only believe. So Jesus heard the word that was spoken by them and he countered by a word that he spoke. And the word of Jesus Christ, the word of God is more powerful than and it is more greater than any word that any man can ever speak. So it doesn't matter what Uh, what your circumstances are, or who has said what. If you have a sickness in your body and the doctor has given you a report, and I understand those things are real, those things are true, but there is another kind of reality that can overturn your physical worldly reality, and that is the word of Jesus. Because in Isaiah, it says, who has believed our report, and to whom is the arm of the Lord revealed? The arm of the Lord, the power of the Lord is revealed to to those who believe the report and the report as Isaiah continues in the 53rd chapter is that surely he has borne our diseases and carried our pains. He was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him and by his stripes we were healed. That is God's report and that report overturns every report if you take a hold of it. He says to whom is the arm of the Lord revealed. The arm of the Lord is revealed to those who believe the report. So they gave a report and the report was Jairus, your daughter is dead. It is too late. Let the master go. It's OK. It's too late. But Jesus, when he heard those words, he counted with his words and his words overrode the words they spoke. And he said to Jairus, he said two things. He says, be not afraid. Only believe, because you see, their words brought fear to him. Their words brought despair to him. Their words brought disappointment to him. But Jesus says, Jairus, do not be afraid, but only believe. Only believe, only believe. All things are possible if you believe. I remember we used to sing this old song years ago. It went like, only believe, only believe. All things are possible, only believe. And that's the word, only believe, only believe. Do not fear, only believe. All things are possible if you believe, hallelujah. I, I really would want you, my friends, to rise up in faith and say, I believe, Lord, I believe, I believe your word. And so he says, only believe. And then, then it says that he, Jesus, he suffered no man to follow him, St. Peter James and John, the brother of James. And so he took his three closest disciples, Peter, James, and John, and then he comes to the house of the ruler of the synagogue and seeing the tumult and them that wept and wailed greatly. So they had all the, he came to the house, he saw all these people, this crowd that gathered and they were wailing and they were, I mean, they really, really bawling, crying and weeping. And then when he was coming, he said to them, why make ye this ado and weep? The damsel is not dead, but sleepeth. So he says, what? Why are you crying? And he says, because the girl is not dead, but sleepeth. Now this is interesting. The girl had died. She had died. But Jesus said, don't cry. She is not dead. Was she sleeping? Why did Jesus say that? Wasn't she dead? Of course, she was dead because they had told her. I'm sure a doctor had checked her and said she dead, and she was dead. But this is this one thing about Jesus: Jesus only spoke that which he saw with the eye of faith. Let me repeat myself: Jesus only spoke, always and only spoke that which he saw with the eyes of his spirit, with the eyes of his faith. That's why he did the same thing when Lazarus was dead. He said, Lazarus is asleep and I'm going to wake him up. And that is why he says things like that. He says, there's no condemnation on them who are in Christ Jesus. You may feel condemned, but he says there's no condemnation on you because that is what he says. You can be sick in your body, but he looks at you and says, let the weak say, I am strong. Let the poor say I am rich. With your stripes, I am healed. You see, he only speaks that which he sees with his, uh, with the eye of his faith, with the eyes of his faith, rather than what he sees in the natural. That is why he says, "Let the weak say I am strong." You feel weak, but he says, "I rise up, and I say I am strong." in God. Hallelujah. I'm strong and I'm blessed because of what Jesus has done for me. And that's why even when your, your body is sick, you can stand up and say, thank you, Jesus, that you bore this disease. You carried my infirmities and with your stripes, I am healed. That is the, that is the language of faith. And that is why it doesn't matter how weak I am, how many faults I, am, I have. And, uh, you know, people may think I'm a rotten person, but If my heart is right, I can say, thank you, Jesus, that you bore all my sins. And I'm a new creation in Christ Jesus. And I'm the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. I'm a new creation. All things have passed away. All things have become new. I thank you, Jesus. When I'm afraid, I can say, greater is he who is in me than he that is in the world. You see, that is when we speak that which we see with the eyes of faith. And Jesus spoke that way. So Jesus, this is what he did. He said... He says, the girl is not dead, but she's sleeping. And you know what they did? They laughed at him. People will always laugh at the language of faith. When you speak the language of faith, when you speak the, the language of faith, you speak life instead of death, healing instead of sickness. There's always people who will criticize you, who will, who will call you crazy, or they'll say, oh, he's preaching mind over matter. He's one of those faith guys. This is crazy. Can't you see You know, he's not speaking reality. I've had that happen to me. But we got to stay in faith. We speak what God says in his word, because that is what we see with the eyes of our faith. That is what we see with the eyes of our spirit. And he says they laughed at him. And the same people who were weeping and wailing are now laughing at Jesus. That's what people are like. They laughed at him. But you know what he did? But when he had put them all out. He takes the father and the mother of the damsel and them that were with him and entered in where the girl was lying. You know what he did? All these people who were laughing, who were in unbelief. Now this is you might think it's very rude to do that but I've had to do that sometimes when I've gone to pray for somebody when I've looked at the people who are not in faith who are in unbelief I've just asked them to leave the room I don't want them around when I'm praying for people I just don't want them because I don't want them to bring their spirit of unbelief into the room I don't want them around I want people with me who can pray people who know how to believe God people who know how to stand with me and believe God with me and people who know how to move and operate in faith people who speak faith. That's the kind of people I want with me when the chips are down, and those who are unbelievers and doubters, they can stay outside. And that's what Jesus did, and I've done that. And I know people have thought I'm rude, but that's okay. I'd rather be called rude and a person healed than called pleasant and polite and have the person died. Because, you know, for you it's a question of, I say to them, for you it's a question of uh, what you think I'm like, rude or polite. But for this person who is bad, He's dying, and he needs people around him who are full of faith, who can bring down the power of God, and that's what it comes down to. So it says here, uh, and so he took only the parents of the girl that were, uh, you know, and Peter, James, and John with him. So he took that little group, he left everyone outside, and he came to the room and he. He took the, the dead girl by the hand and said Talitha Kumi, that means little girl, rise up, and immediately the girl rose and she walked, and she was the age of 12 years, and they were astonished with great astonishment. Hallelujah! The little girl was raised up from the dead at the words of Jesus. The words of Jesus has have power. The Bible says even the dead shall hear. His voice, and they shall live. live. So anyway, so this was a wonderful day in the life of Jesus. Uh, first, it was the the demon possessed man of the get- Gadarenes, and then, of course, the woman with issue of blood, and the uh, and the um, and the. A daughter of Jairus who was raised up from the dead. And that was, that was an insight. If you look at one chapter that gives you an insight into the healing ministry of Jesus, how, how he moved, it's, it's here, all in a nutshell. Jesus Christ is a miracle worker. He is a savior. He's a deliverer. He's a restorer. He raises the dead. He cleanses the lepers. He heals the sick. With him, nothing is impossible. And beloved, when we grow in our faith and we trust the word of God and stand with him and we let him flow through us and use her, nothing shall be impossible for us. God bless you. Let me have a word of prayer with you before I let you go. And then we will continue on this tomorrow, talking about the healing ministry of Jesus. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray for my brothers and sisters who are watching this, who can hear my voice, I ask you to touch them. I ask you to bless them and bless their families. Lord, I thank you that even today your hand is upon each one of us. As Lord, as there's so much of darkness in this world, but we thank you, Jesus, that you are the light of the world. I thank you, Jesus, that you have given us the light and the life of God and the salvation of God you have brought to us, Lord Jesus. We thank you for your wonderful power to save and to heal and to set people free. I pray, Father, that each one of us would be strengthened in our faith today, that we may walk with you in a way we have never walked before, that we may walk in a deeper intimacy with you, full of faith, full of the life of God. Lord, bless all my friends in the name of Jesus. Amen. Okay, dear friends, may may the Lord bless you and continue to have his hand upon you and your homes and your families, and please do pray for us also, and God bless you.